Hi everyone, thanks for joining me on today's episode of Success in Finance. I've got a really interesting episode today, so joining me is Tom Stiebler, currently a director at Fitch Ratings. Um, So he's going to talk us through his career. Um, He started out with a degree from uh, LSE in accounting and finance, did a couple of internships in investment banking and audit, decided to go down the audit route, had a little jump back into investment banking before deciding to return to audit um, and ultimately move into uh, the credit rating space where he is today and uh, worked his way up to the director level. So um, should be good. Enjoy. Hi Tom, thanks for joining me on Success in Finance today. Uh, Great to have you here. Um, do you just want to give us a quick summary of your career to date and uh, then we can go into a bit more detail? Yeah, sure. So um, after school, did a, a degree in accounting and finance. Um, after that, went on to do the ACA and audit at BDO. Um, I've had a couple of brief stints in mergers and acquisitions um, and then kind of after about five years doing audit, I transitioned to my current role now which is, um, I'm a director at Fitch Ratings. Um, I'm a corporate credit analyst covering TNT names. Great. Um, so yeah, let's start with, with your degree then. You did do accounting and finance at the London School of Economics. Um, what drove you to do that? Um, why, um, yeah, why accounting and finance? Did you know that that was where you wanted your career to go? And how did that degree set you up for um, your first couple of roles, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be a pilot when I was growing up. So, really? um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I like was an air cadet. I was kind of doing everything that I could to become either a kind of RAF pilot or a commercial pilot. But um, when I was about 14, I was told that I didn't, didn't have like very good eyesight. So um, that was a bit of a blow when I thought, Know, what do I do now and um, I guess I, I enjoyed maths and business at school and I don't know I guess um, accounting or business seemed like a, a kind of an obvious choice for me down the line. Um, I, I, I actually when I was at college um, doing my A-levels I didn't know there was a, an, an accounting A-level um, but my, I think we were we were looking at sort of you, you, you go through a day where you pick what's what uh, kind of AS levels you're going to do, and and you kind of go around and speak to the different teachers, and one of them was the accounting guy. And I remember <laughs> you, you don't necessarily think that the accounting teacher is going to be a great laugh, but he just won me over immediately, and and um, yeah, kind of set the ball rolling for for um, for my sort of time in accounting, and um, I think after doing that that A level, I found it, you know, pretty kind of straightforward to do. I kind of enjoyed it. And um I, you know, I I thought that if I did an accounting and finance degree that some job, I wasn't sure what yet, but some job be it accounting or something, yeah, in finance would uh would be uh, an, an easy step after that degree. Um so um yeah, kind of accounting and finance was always the one I wanted to do. Um and then I think uh, LSE, uh, it always appealed to me because I I moved up to Grimsby from London when I was about eight years old. Um, always kind of missed it when I was in, in Grimsby and thought I, I would go back at some point. And and LSE, 
you know, at the time, I think was like one of the top universities for, for doing that course. Um, and so, yeah, sort of, sort of felt like a, an easy, easy choice when I got the offer. Um, and it, it, it was, you know, as, as unis go, it was, uh, I guess, a, an odd one in that you're purely in the city. There's no kind of campus feel to it at all. And, you know, you're in, you're in London, so it's very expensive. Um, I know that like in our third year, we lived in Old Kent Road, which is obviously the, the cheapest board square on the Monopoly board. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it was, you know, it was, it was a good, good three years. Um, I think it, it was, it challenged me in terms of, I think when I was at sort of school and college, I always felt like I was a, I was one of the smart kids and then I got to LSE and <laughs> I fell right down that right down at the pack. Um but it, it you know it it was what I liked about it is that you know everyone there was pretty focused on careers, which I think in the first couple of years wasn't that interesting. But then in the third year when you when you were looking at options, it was it was good to know kind of what people were thinking and and also you you know you had banks and accounting firms on your doorstep and they'd hold events every week. Um and so there was an access to to that kind of uh, that kind of thing from really early on, um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I've got like a network of friends and stuff from it. That you know, being able to see a lot of people did go into banking and finance, and so you know, friends from around the time are all doing those sort of similar jobs now. So um, yeah, it's, it, it was it was a, a good school. Yeah, and. Uh... It's interesting what you say because I, I had a similar thing at Warwick where everyone around you is very career focused and it sort of brings you up with it to to start thinking about it earlier than you perhaps might have done in a different environment, which I think is yeah is good. Um, so yeah, do you just want to touch upon your internship at UBS? That was in investment banking, um, and then your internship at BDO and how they sort of shaped your next move and, and why you opted for the audit route rather than the investment banking route yeah so I did my internship at BDO my second year um I was a bit late to the the kind of process I didn't I, again to touch on what we talked about before I didn't I wasn't really thinking about internships in my second year it was only when friends started to apply for banks and stuff and I thought, oh <laughs> this is obviously something that people do I, I'd normally been used to going back um back home at kind of all my holidays and just hadn't really thought about it um and then yeah just being having done accounting accountancy kind of the the big four and uh bdo and um was was kind of on the on the list of possible internships and um yeah i, I spent six weeks uh doing audit um it, it, you just sort of got a, a feel for kind of the, the client side you go out to a client meet them do a few of the easier tests and then have a kind of presentation on the last kind of day of the the internship and I enjoyed it um but yeah I um, went back to LC the next year and I just thought I'd, I'd try something a bit different um I, I mean at, you, you at LSE, you I guess you're surrounded by people who are, who are all trying to get like the top banking jobs and stuff and I think it, you you sort of get this feel of like oh you you, know, you you want to get like a prestigious job a prestigious career in in this like as, as sort of a, a a strongest sort of internship that you can get and I think at the time M and A really felt like that for me it was like oh you know I could I could 
feasibly get this job that would, you know, make me make me a millionaire. And that that like was a, a big driving force for wanting to get it. I didn't I didn't really know much about it. I kind of had <laughs> seen films like American Psycho and I knew that but there was literally references like that that were my only kind of insight into it. Um but uh yeah got got I basically you can get internships in your third year if you're sort of thinking about doing a master's. Um, and so that, that's kind of the route that I went down. I didn't end up doing a master's, but that, that was kind of how I got in. And um, yeah, you know, you, the, the kind of process was, was all quite straightforward. You know, you, you got that like, phone interview and the assessment center. And you now I was thinking the other day about that, like, the kind of the uh, competency questions you get asked and you know, the cringe answers you give to them about, you know, how you, leadership and stuff and it, it's just funny thinking back to how different you know interviews are now versus then how you've actually got something to say but um my yeah my uh, uh my internship was 10 weeks um it it was it was really interesting um kind of you got to work on really like high profile stuff it was kind of modeling but but writing presentations um and yeah it just I think it kind of hit me on my first day, kind of what that culture really was like. And um, I mean, on my first day, I didn't really have much to do. And I still, I think I left at about 1am or something, you know. Um, and that was kind of just sat in front of my screen, sort of checking the five emails that I got that day. And um, there was that kind of real kind of culture of, of FaceTime because, you know, you really wanted to get the job at the end. Um and yeah, I think it, it it throughout those sort of ten weeks, it was it was pretty intense. You know that the the hours carried on. You know, you'd work kind of every every weekend for those ten weeks, um, and yeah, it's all sort of three a.m. occasional sort of all nighters, um, and it, you know the, the the long hours were were one bit. You know, I definitely wasn't ready for that coming from university, but I think the the sort of stress and the pressure side of it were was another thing and you know you'd, you'd get asked to do something at kind of seven o'clock at night to be done the next morning by 9am and um yeah I just I just wasn't I don't think I was ready for it I think it was it was something that I just hadn't really anticipated and you know just being surrounded by lots and lots of clever people and um and just yeah, I think the whole time I, I, I did just struggle with the, the stress of like the urgent deadlines and, and just this new world that I just wasn't really that that sort of familiar with yet. And um yeah, so it didn't it didn't work out. Um but it it you know, it 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 sort of left left me with this feeling of, oh I, I could do that one day, but I, I'm not ready for it yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um Yeah, and um I think the thing with that is even today, um, working till 3am day in, day out in a high stress environment, I don't see how people perform um, at the top of their game. Like I, personally, if I yeah. get enough sleep, I I know that I, I lose focus of where my thought, my trail of thoughts going. If I'm talking to someone, I can't remember what I was going to say. And I just notice yeah. so much if, I, if I'm tired. So how yeah. people perform that level, um, yeah, you've got to be a specific type of person, I think. Yeah, I think I think you, you. I definitely gained a lot of respect for the people who have been there for a long time and that were kind of at the top of 
top of their game. But I think you know when you when you know that you're going to be there till three a.m., four a.m., it's it's very hard to be uh, efficient. You kind of you accept that you're going to be there late. And I think some things then just drag. And also a part of the cycle in that environment is you know the really senior people are there nine till five, and you know while they're there, they're really reviewing the work that you did the night before. And so that kind of nine till five period, you're not that, you're not super busy, but then kind of from 6 p.m. onwards, you just get all the comments that have been <laughs> kind of going throughout the day by those senior people then fed back to you and then you've kind of got, got to address those. Um, and so, yeah, it, you, you know, you've got to address them, but also you've got to address them to like, to like the highest standard of, of like detail. You can't, you know, giving like, submitting stuff with um you know spelling mistakes and stuff even though you've been working really late it's just kind of a, a no you just can't do it and i yeah i i, I just i struggle with that because like you say after long hours i just kind of started to lose my focus and yeah i think i realized that it just it wasn't for me right right then and there so um but yeah it was it was a shame it was a shame not to have, to have gone through with it but um it was yeah not for me yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so moving on to the next step, then uh, you got your contract at BDO started there. Do you just want to talk me through your time there? What studying for the ACA was like? Why you felt the ACA was the right qualification, um, and why you didn't go into an industry move uh, potentially and do something like SEMA or ACCA instead? Yeah. Um... I mean, I guess I'll start on the ACA point. Um, that that always just felt like a qualification. I don't know what I had. I can't really answer that. It, it was just always the one that I was going to get. I didn't. I didn't know much about SEMA. I didn't really know much about ACCA. Um, and it, and it always felt like the ACA was like the, I guess the standard accountancy qualification that people got. So that that always, I think after the kind of UBS spell and 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 I'd, I'd had an offer from BDO after my second year internship and it, it sort of felt like a fit. So um, yeah, I thought, you know, get, spend three years doing my ACA and kind of learn on the job. And I figured I'd get a lot out of it, not just from the kind of work side, but but from, I guess, the, the sort of ACA side as well. But I mean, in terms of the job, you know, it was uh, what I really look back and really kind of value is that, you know, it was, the graduate program, I'm, I'm sure this is similar for lots of other graduate programs, but it did really feel like um, like an extension of university. You know, you were there with other people that were 21, 22. Um, you know, they all came from sort of similar backgrounds. And it it was, yeah, it was just like a lot of fun. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd like throughout the kind of ACA process, you know, you'd go through with the same people that you joined, joined with in that first week and, you know you, you deal you might you might be in different sectors and stuff but you you deal with the kind of long hours and the, the tight timelines through order uh together and you know you go through the kind of exam um cycles together and you know you go through college and, and all that stuff and it, it, it i don't know it, yeah it gave you like a real sense of like camaraderie with those with those people because it, it was like collective suffering if you know what i mean like um and yeah i think i think to anyone thinking about audit it's it doesn't always sort of sound like <laughs> the most enjoyable career um only because i say that because you know you, ultimately you're doing something and this is something that i struggled with you know a lot 
while I was there. But you, you're doing something that um, the people that you're doing it with, so sort of direct people in the company, be it like the FC or someone internally at finance, they often don't want you there. The people that are paying for it and the kind of shareholders, they appreciate the results of what you're doing. But the people you're working with directly, they don't really want you there. You're kind of a, a bit of a hindrance to them. Um, and so that dynamic is is quite difficult because you need to you need to sort of make the most of of your time and their time and ask them to do things that they they obviously don't want to do. Um, and and I think yeah that that sort of that side of it is it, it, it's sort of frustrating at times, but you, you learn a lot from it because it's just a, a constant struggle with clients that I've definitely used a lot and lent on a lot sort of since then. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and I guess also you, 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 know, you get to be in a position where you ask difficult questions and, you know, you, as you get more and more senior, you, you, you sort of are able to kind of raise things that are, are awkward and they're, they're difficult. And, and I think it, it just, that just teaches you a lot. And I, I think, Another thing, and again, it's probably similar with other jobs, but you, you do just get thrown in to a lot from an early stage, you know, you, and the people that are kind of overlooking you are often only a couple of years older than you. Um, and I, I think that really helps because you see people that you know only joined you know, a couple of years before. And, and I know when in the first six months, you feel like you don't really know what you're doing. And, and those people that are seniors, they, they look like these superstars that seem to just know everything, but you know they're only they're only a couple of years ahead of you um so yeah i think you know it's 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 a great job to do um I, mean, I met my wife there i've got many friends from there and um yeah it's it's uh yeah i i i, I did i did definitely enjoy my time there um and yeah i can't I don't know if that answers everything that you asked but. yeah yeah um no i i get uh, what you're saying because it's definitely a great environment to be in and an extension of university you're surrounded by like-minded smart ambitious people that bring you up with them I definitely experienced that and um but there are the challenges of like you say I think I've been in audit for a month and you're dealing directly with a very busy CFO of a listed business that hasn't got time for your questions especially when you don't really understand what you're asking in the first place. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it's not a comfortable position to be in, but it does help you develop a thick skin, which I think is what you were referring to when you said yeah. you've lent upon it going forwards. Um, but yeah, so in terms of your progression there, you had some fast track promotions, um, and because you then you left BDO to to give banking a try again. Um, yeah. Just talk me through that, what, why you wanted to pursue it, why you ultimately came back. And I guess as part of that, the, the importance of having, um, having built the relationships that you had in the network that made it easy for you to come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, for me, I suppose there's a few things to uh, make clear. I, mean, I, I'd, I was about two and a half years or two years and eight months or something into my training contract. Um, your training contract is this three-year contract that you have that um, you know you you need to kind of pass all of your exams part of your OCA, but you also need to kind of do enough time in the job, um, and that that was kind of that, that three years worth of working in a, an audit firm. 
um I got to kind of two two years eight months something um and then uh, a really good friend of mine uh, worked for a boutique bank um doing the same thing m a that I was doing at UBS um I kind of knew from him that it was it was like kind of more of a lifestyle bank like people were, were sort of export bracket bankers um it was a bit more laid back still interesting work but just a little bit more relaxed um and yeah I think I just reached the point at audit where I don't know I guess I'd, I'd come off the back of a few difficult audits I wasn't really getting much from it um I, I didn't really feel like I was I was learning that much more any, at the time and um yeah th- this kind of this conversation with my friend came up and you know I, I we talked about it and and he got me an interview um, and it kind of went from there and then I got you know really excited about it and got the job and um it, it was it was a difficult decision because leaving before the end of your training contract it meant that I had to pay back a, a bunch of my exam fees um which you know was a was a gamble that I mean ultimately didn't <laughs> didn't pay off but it it was it, yeah it was a tough decision for that but I yeah so I left um joined Quail Monroe uh, as an analyst um and yeah it was you know it's same it's the same job as as before it's still mergers and acquisitions but it's it it definitely it was it was more relaxed the people were you know very friendly um and and it was interesting work you know it was kind of modeling that presentation building managing the process um but i think what i kind of realized quite early on is that a few things i think i think ultimately i I don't, there's like a certain level of like stress and pressure that I, I guess, feel I can manage, if that makes sense. Um, I don't, you know, I think, I think I realized quite quickly that in that environment, merger and acquisition is, is, it's, it's always going to be kind of sale driven. And, you know, the process is, is always has to be done quickly. And it's always, there's always going to be this pressure. Um, and I just, I felt like, you know, I, I was get, I was learning a lot even sort of from you know, very early on, but I, I always felt like uh, it, it just, it, it was always going to be a, a long road for me to get to where I'd feel comfortable day to day, if that makes sense. You know, it, with everything, jobs get easier the more you do them. Um, but I think... It, I, I I guess I sometimes I'm I always feel like a bit of a perfectionist. I want to always feel like I'm doing a good job, and I, I just don't think I was going to have that for a long time at, um, doing that. Um, and it you know it it always felt like I was I was sort of upsetting people by not getting this job done or that job done because this had come in and that was more of a priority, and 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 like dreading when the guy who was the staff but who manages the jobs came by because that you know that might meant that I had even more work and I hadn't done the things that I wanted to do and um yeah I just I just sort of realized that it's I I can't handle that level of of pressure um I think the hours the hours were were definitely better than UBS and I think I could have I could have kind of been okay with the hours I think yeah they're difficult but it, you sort of do get used to them but I just yeah that 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 other side of it and it's just the nature of the job it's you know wherever you go you, you're always going to face that um so yeah so after after a few yeah three months I, 
I made the the choice that I, I should probably get back and and try and finish my ACA um, because I, I couldn't technically call myself an ACA until I'd done the three years. Um, so yeah, I just um, called up uh, the the guy who was my counselling manager at the time, um, and then spoke to my counselling partner, and they just made it very easy for me. Um, you know, they they kind of allow me back straight away and. Um, you know, as, as long as kind of I was happy and you know I was making the right decision and stuff, and yeah, it, it, it the whole thing was was easy. I mean, it was it was difficult to kind of accept that it hadn't worked out and I'd taken a scamble and and it and it just didn't work. Um, but you know, I think if I'd not done it, I might have always thought, oh, maybe I could have done that, or maybe I I should have been a banker or I should have done this, you know. And and I think it's it's good that I did it because I, I know now. That it's just that's just not for me and I don't I don't want to do that that job so um yeah it, it was <laughs> an expensive lesson but um uh, an important one nonetheless yeah and f- from my perspective I would massive respect for you for swallowing your pride in, and returning to BDO so I imagine that can't have been easy um <laughs> but also, I, I remember seeing you. I don't think I've seen you for a few months, and you'd you'd been at Quail Munro, and you, you'd lost. You, you looked like you'd lost quite a lot of weight, and you looked quite tired. Um, <laughs> so it was clearly that um, hard and fast lifestyle that you mentioned back at UBS. I know you said it wasn't as bad, but you could tell that you'd been putting in a few late shifts. Um, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I. I... And there's plenty about that job that I enjoyed. Um, and I think if it if, if you could have given me that job with 10% less pressure, um, I, I could probably say I'd, I'd you know, I'd maybe, maybe still be doing it. But I think, yeah, it's, it, it was, I think it's always going to be not, not right for me. But now I mean, coming back to video was, it was, it was tough, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I had lots of friends there and I think, <laughs> when you leave somewhere, especially you leave it before the end of your contract, you know, you, I was at the first one of my intake to do it and it, and it felt exciting. Um, and coming back, it did, you know, it felt like, a uh, maybe that had failed and, and it was, it was tough, but I mean, it was, you know, blessing the skies. I'd, you know, my, my, I'd met my wife after coming back and, um, and I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed those two years afterwards. It, I, I got to do a lot more in, in the rest of um, that time, and and it, and it didn't hold me back. And that that was why I, I you know I was I was always very grateful to to BDO for not kind of I guess holding it against me if that makes sense. You know, I still got the kind of follow on promotions after that. They still trusted me to do all sorts of things, and um, yeah, it, you you kind of I just had to swallow your pride and get on with it. But um, it was it was tough. Yeah. Um, so then you moved to Fitch Ratings. Again, not your traditional route, um, having qualifiers in ACA. Well, I don't believe, I, I don't think most people in that space did the ACA, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, most people tend to go into some sort of industry role or stay within practice and maybe move to a different department. I imagine having... Um, I don't want to say made the mistake because I think you, you wanted to try it and, and you learned from it uh, of going to Quail. You, it was probably a much more thoughtful decision on going to fit ratings. So 
yeah, why Fitch ratings? Um, yeah, it, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't on my agenda. I didn't know anything about credit ratings agencies. It's, as you say, it's not a common move um, at all. People, people t- tend to work um, at banks in their sort of risk or credit risk departments um, or they yeah, start with, with the agencies. But I think it, I basically, I got a, um, a message from a recruiter um, who was kind of messaging about a job. It was TMT focused, like mine was, my job and audit was, sorry. Um, and yeah, I, I met the, the guy who's now my boss. Um, and the guy I was going to replace uh, was a big four auditor. Um, and yeah, my boss, Damien, had had a good experience with him. And I think, you know, that, that hire in ACA, he liked, and I think you, you do get that across other, other um, uh, jobs, but, you know, he, he saw the ACA as a good, a good sign. And um, it, it, it definitely, it definitely helps me in my job today. Um, but it, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, an obvious choice. Um, I just kind of looked into it and it, it was really meeting my boss now um, and then kind of going away and doing like some research into it. And I guess I'd, I'd reached five years of being at BDO. I'd, you know, I'd not, I'd not moved around after what happened. And um, I guess I was reached, I'd reached a point where I thought, well, either I stick around and try and make partner, um, which, you know, I, I could maybe have seen myself doing, but this, this kind of opportunity came along and, and it, it, when I looked at it, you know, and the, and the chances for kind of that analysis side and, and I think also being able to kind of work on kind of like writing stuff out in the public and, you know, writing press releases and talking to senior people and stuff. And I think that, that all played a part. And I think I just, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily see myself being a partner at that point kind of definitely and and it's it's a long road if you want to you want to make partner you've you've got to put the the time in and you've got to really kind of dedicate yourself for those for those years I think once you do make partner it's it's a different job and it's probably quite enjoyable but up up until that point it can be quite challenging so um yeah I um I don't know yeah does that cover it or yeah no definitely um and yeah, the same with me. I, I liked it at BDO, um, and then I, I liked the idea of partner, um, but I definitely didn't like the idea of the look of the slog to get there, the hours, and yeah. the type of work. Um, so yeah, that, that's the similar reasons for me moving on as well. Um, yeah, but I think for some people, it's definitely a great career to pursue. Um, but yeah, so at Fitch then, what exactly is it that you are doing there now? And uh, I think you've had a couple of promotions now to make your way up to director. So you just yeah, yeah. So again, I didn't know much about kind of day to day, but most of what I do is um, so I, I, I cover a, a, a set of portfolio of um, of public credits. So mine are mainly TMT, um, and that's a lot of it's kind of telecom driven. Um, and so for those public names, I'm just managing their rating. So um, you, you may have heard of like credit ratings for like the UK, sort of AAA, A, triple B, that sort of thing. So we do that, but for corporate bonds. Um, and then that's the kind of public side of it. But then we also manage a private side, which is where 
um, like private equity firms are buying big businesses and they're structuring it in certain ways and and we need to rate that those those debt instruments so um it's it's really kind of building models and and then it's kind of building analysis around that model you know writing um writing a recommendation for the rating that sets out you know step by step where you know where what what you think are the key factors for for the rating and then one of the bits that I really enjoy about it is that, you know, I, I, as an analyst, kind of say what I think the rating should be, but I have to kind of sit in front of a, a committee of people um, and debate it. You know, I, I sit there and I get asked questions um, really to support kind of or to challenge rather why I think that the rating is the way that it is. Um, and that that side of it is is just definitely didn't have that to the same extent in order you know you get your review points and stuff but to be kind of like challenged in a committee environment where you all sat around a table and kind of one by one people are going to go around and, and really pick your analysis apart um it's a it's i just really enjoyed that challenge and it, and it really forces you to really get to know a company um and sort of yeah get get under the skin of it um and I think the, the model inside my ACA has helped a lot, you know, understanding kind of basic accounting does help. And, and now I, I help out with, with other people who don't have, you know, my, my accounting background. And I help a lot of this, a lot of the like corporates team on, on kind of accounting issues and stuff. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's that side of it. And then other, other, the other side is, is dealing with, you know, with companies individually just going meeting them um and then also you know, taking calls from uh, investors bankers occasionally journalists and um yeah just basically always being challenged on on an opinion that you've you put out to the public on on where you think the, the credit risks are in a company so I, I i find it a challenge but i, I enjoy it um and yeah I, i've been promoted now so i'm director and and I, yeah, I've not been too long in that job. I mean, the, I suppose the current sort of lockdown and I broke my leg in January. So I've kind of been in the, I've been out of the office for quite a while anyway. But I think over the next sort of year or two, it, it's really going to be kind of more of the analysis, but also kind of more talking at events and um, dealing with kind of more high profile stuff. And yeah, look forward to it. Great. Um no, it sounds very interesting and, and glad you're enjoying it over there. Um, well, I guess then just before we wrap up a couple of things, um, any regrets in your career today or anything that you, you might have done differently or advice that you might give a younger version of yourself? Yeah, I mean, it would be easy to say you know, my stint in, in, in investment banking, but I, I don't, don't necessarily regret that because I, I think I learned a lot about what I what I can take and, and what I want as well. Um, but I think, I think also maybe, I think I, I would have I'd liked to have studied something different. So not something that's so kind of linked to what I do now, something that I actually might, may have kind of enjoyed the subject of a bit more. Um, and I think also I kind of, after I qualified, I, I always felt like I couldn't take a year out you know, go traveling or, or take a secondment uh, overseas. I know you did that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I never did it. And I always felt like it, it would have held, my, held back my career if I, if I did it. And that's just garbage. You know, you've always got time for that. Um, 
and yeah, I think I think I'd have liked to have spent a bit of time um, overseas for a year or something. That'd have been good. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good to have sort of a a non-career regret and more of a I should have made time for this regret. Um, so yeah. That's interesting. And future aspirations. Then sounds like things are going well at Fitch. Um, yeah. What, yeah. Your, where do you see yourself? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am. Um, I've still got lots to learn there. Um, I guess I quite like the idea of becoming a sort of sector expert. So, you know, really getting to understand a, a certain part of my my sector and sort of being the go-to person in the industry for information on it. So that's that's probably my ambition for the moment. No, that sounds good. Um, and finally, three key attributes that you think have got you to where you are today. Yeah, yeah. D, I mean, D three key ones. Yeah, um, I guess I mentioned it earlier on as a negative, but it, 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 it that's probably shaped what I've done so far. But I guess I've always, whatever I do, I always feel like I want to do a good job. Like I always, I don't want to upset people. I always want to like be sort of trusted to to be able to do whatever it is that we're doing. So I think you know that that kind of want to. Yeah, just just do a good job as as, as a main one. Um, then um, a second one, I guess. I I always try and take ownership or responsibility of something that's been given to me. So it, I think that's that's as you go through whatever job you're doing, if you're willing to sort of everything that you're you're faced with to sort of take ownership of it. And I think when you're first starting, it can be easy to just let the more senior person do what. You know, they you think they should be doing, but just kind of being a bit more, I don't know, willing to try to sort of do that more difficult job or do that task that you've been sort of dreading, um, that's definitely helped me along. Um, and then finally, is, is is yeah, not really on the job one, but I guess it's just being honest with yourself about what you actually want, you know, and 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 what are the things that you like about the job, and and I guess what are your limitations, you know. Um, what 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 are the things that are going to be so bad that it is the job won't be you know enjoyable in the long run? Yeah. Um, so I've sort of tried to summarize summarize those in one word or phrase. So perfectionist, ownership, yeah. and self awareness. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 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 Very good. Cool. Um, no, really, really helpful, and appreciate you giving um, giving those key attributes in in your success to date. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, thanks a lot, Tom. Um, been a really interesting chat, and uh, appreciate you taking the time out uh, to to do this. Yeah, cheers for having me. Pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So that was Tom Stiebler. Um, some really good um, insights from Tom. Great to hear how uh, he was willing to give investment banking a couple of goes and really liked his self-awareness in sort of appreciating the fact that although maybe investment banking was a career he could really enjoy and a lot of money in and, and do well in, ultimately he didn't want to live his career under that sort of stress so took the time to to return to BDO credit to him and um, swallowed his pride and then 
moved into something a bit different where where he's found finally something that that he's really enjoying and looking to become a, a sector specialist in so his three keys to success so far have been perfectionism ownership of anything that you take on and self-awareness as well thanks